The following presentation is brought to you by the Realm Network. Hello, this is the hardcore legend Mick Foley, and you are listening to the Rough House Podcast. Yeah! Behold, a podcast for the ages. Recorded live from the interdimensional terror vortex of their subterranean dwellings comes the Rough House Podcast version 3.0. Two galactic warriors put down their war hammers and battle axes to perform a more noble task. Complaining about professional wrestling on internet purchased microphones. Now with more Simpsons references and Kota Ibushi thirst. This is the Rough House Podcast with Marty and Kristoff. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Rough House Podcast, episode number 232 for June 6th, 2021. I am Marty. And I'm Christoph. Thank you very much for listening. Uh, it's been a busy, busy uh, seven days since the last time we spoke, you and I, Marty, to yeah. our fine, uh, fine listeners out there. Um, you know, quiet week. Not a lot has happened. No, you know. not at all. Not at all. We certainly We're be didn't. scraping the bottom of the barrel of topics today. Yeah. We, we, we didn't have par- probably one of the best live shows in at least a year. We mm-hmm. didn't have, you know, uh, massive releases from the biggest company in the game. Top stars, uh, yeah. Yeah, no, we, we, no, we didn't have uh, a surprise day butt on uh, TNT Friday night. Uh, you know, none, none of these things have happened. Not at no. all. Um, it's been slow. It's been slow. So what's been up with you? How's your week been? <laughs> <laughs> let me uh, let me ask you this are you uh are you regular are you okay is yeah. everything okay with your bowels yeah 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 how, how, okay uh, i worry about you bud you i worry about everybody's bowels oh thanks man i, I really want to make sure that. you know regular uh, went just before we started recording just very good very smart yeah, yeah i always used to um when i would have to do the the pregame show um you know, it was like a two hour and a half, two and a half hour nonstop, you know, like three minute commercial breaks. And that's just enough time to do a traffic report or get the next guest on the line. Yeah. Always had to take a pregame day poop. That yeah, was, uh, no, you got to get that, that out. Rule number one, man. Typically, because at that point, it was, it had been about two hours or so since my very large coffee and usually a breakfast sandwich from Royal Farms. Um, so it was, Primed in a one in the chamber, as Justin would say, ready <laughs> ready to fire off there. <laughs> well, uh, speaking of shit, Chris, uh, yeah, you, know, you can't have your pudding if you don't eat your meat. So we have to talk about this company, the World Wrestling okay. Federation. For over fifty years, the revolutionary meat. force in podcast. sports entertainment. Really yeah, but you know, there there are things worth covering. I mean, the well, in a normal the, week, I'd say we probably don't have to, but yeah, no, there's there's. The, some shit happened this week. Yes, yeah, some big shit happened this week. Uh, the, the the breaking news just before uh, we started recording today was last night they announced that SummerSlam will be live in Las Vegas. Oh, they did? Okay. Uh, it, it will be held at the uh, Allegiant Stadium, which is the new stadium that the Los Angeles, now Las Vegas Raiders, yeah. sorry, Los Angeles, then Oakland, now uh, Las Vegas Raiders will be playing in. Uh, it's going to be Saturday night, August 21st. So a Saturday night. Saturday. Pay-per-view. Yes. Isn't that the same night as the boxing fight? Though? It, it is the same night as the Pacquiao fight. And uh, is that I, also I thought in you Vegas? would. What's that? Is that also in Vegas? It is. And what word... the fuck are they thinking? Well, I will tell you what they're thinking. Word has come out that the intention is to end the show so that both people watching at home and attendees uh, at the stadium live can catch the main event. 
So it's going to be a short SummerSlam this year. I mean, look, it's going to start if they start at 7 o'clock, which has been the standard pay-per-view starting time. Well, 7 Eastern. Yeah, 7 Eastern. It's going to start at 4 p.m. Pacific. Pacific. And that means the main event probably won't be, you know, the boxing main event, the Pacquiao fight, probably won't be hitting the ring until 10 p.m. at the earliest. Yeah. Yeah. So they have time. They could do both. And my understanding is, you know, with that, that the stadium isn't far enough away from the arena, that it's that big a deal. I mean, it sounds like a fucking nightmare uh, if I were in Vegas and I was trying to do both things. I don't know why I'd try to do both things, because also that sounds very expensive. Well, but, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, they, they're, they're apparently going to try to time out the show so that those of you watching at home who want to catch the fake fight and then the real fight. You can do both. Okay. Um, still, I feel it, it, it's odd. Are they doing the MGM Grand for the um, boxing fight? Um, it might be the MGM Grand. Let me let me confirm where it is. The Grand Garden Arena. I'm not sure where. Because thinking of like drawing power and things of that nature, I'm I'm guessing that the WWE is choosing to run in a larger venue than this. You know, big boxing match. Is, yes. is my impression. Yes, but I, I imagine that the uh, the ticket costs is much higher to get into the Pacquiao fight. Well, that's because it's low, smaller uh, capacity. You gotta you gotta We're, jack it up. That's true. That's true. Uh, let me see where it is. It is and going to be held. who's Pacquiao fighting? Uh, someone named Errol Spence Jr. I'm okay, so familiar. he's not the one fighting Logan Paul. Who's fighting Logan Paul? Uh, Logan Paul was Mayweather, and that was uh, either last was night Mayweather. or tonight. Oh, okay. All right. I don't follow the boxing. Yeah. Um, I, 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 I follow fake, it at least in fights. terms of the uh, you know the the the, um, the weirdness that is things like the uh, Jake Paul uh, Mayweather fight. Like I I, I follow oh, it like I would you know a human cockfighting. It's just a, a bizarre thing um i'm were they fighting with their cocks (laughs) they they might have been they might have been i don't know i might get that replay i can't find (laughs) where the fight is being held all right it's not it's not that important um either way it's probably at a smaller venue than wwe is running undoubtedly like they, they are not going to be at allegiant stadium which according to a quick google Allegiant. i mean it's 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 got a for a football game you know probably I would say the uh, seventy thousand easy for a football game. That that does feel about right. Uh, Legion Stadium capacity, and then with people sitting on the floor, WWE style. Ideally, I, I'm sure Vince is trying to put a hundred k in there. Well, sixty five thousand for okay football, uh, and uh, it says uh, more than seventy thousand for select events. Um, I mean. I, I think a lot of the move here is they did WrestleMania. They did WrestleMania live in front of a crowd. They did not sell out WrestleMania, even with a crowd. Mm-hmm. So therefore they're trying to make up for it. And based off of uh, current word, you have a main event of Roman Reigns defending against John Cena. So I'll I, believe that when I see John, when I hear the horns, Apparently, John's going to be at the first live SmackDown in the middle of July, so uh, I I could see it happening, and I think it is probably the one 
beyond Roman and, and Dwayne, I think it's the yeah. one money match they've got, which I recognize is more damning of the current state of WWE, especially right. after the cuts this week. More on that in a minute. Um, it, like, do I want to see Roman Reigns versus John Cena? Maybe. Like, I mean, they've had matches before, right? They've had matches before. They were fine. I, yeah. I prefer this Roman now to the Roman sure. then, sure, but sure, I don't sure. know what John Cena could bring in the ring now that he's, you know, Hollywood John. Well, he's bringing hair. That's uh, true. Most likely. So, that you is know, true. that'll weigh him down a little bit, make it a little tougher. <laughs> yeah, not as uh, For a Samoan drop or something. I'm not even sure. Is, he's, is Roman still using the spear and Superman punches or he, yeah, he yeah, have another yeah, finisher? Yeah, yeah okay. he's, he, I mean, he's using that choke more than anything else, but he, he does do those moves over the course of a match. Okay. All right. Sure. I mean, but the other thing is, Vegas is a weird town to run because people don't. It's not like a highly populated city. All the people in in Vegas are usually tourists. Yeah, they're they're definitely leaning on this being a traveling crowd. And the people who you know um, live in Vegas are working in Vegas, so they're not attending uh, events. Right, right. So, if anything, they are running the venue for the event. Right. Yeah. That's going to be it. You know, it could be really bad. Yeah. Yeah. It's 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 very weird. I wish them the best of luck, as I do all pro wrestling companies. Whatever. Yeah, uh, but uh, the the bigger story this week was six individuals released from the WWE. Uh, another round of talent cuts uh, on this past Wednesday. Uh, the individuals who have been let go. Santana Garrett, Ruby Riot, Buddy Murphy, Lana, Alistair Black, and perhaps most surprisingly, Braun Strowman. All yeah. released on Wednesday. Wowzers. Yeah, it t- came as a total fucking shock. Yeah. Um, you know, a couple of those people, sure. Yeah. Like Santana Garrett showed up at the Rumble this year and I was like, wait, she's fucking signed? Yeah. And, and she has been signed since August 2019. Yeah. And she may have had like a match or two in NXT jobbing over the course of that time, but I don't remember there being any program or anything with her right right no uh, according to the observer write-up of everything she worked sparingly in nxt with three main roster appearances wow including her appearance at the women's royal rumble I, I mean she's a fine hand uh i i still don't really understand why she was hired because uh, i mostly know her from impact and even in that uh, you know she didn't really leave pardon the pun an impact on me it was just she was there she was hired because WWE is hoarding talent. That, well, which is, was hoarding talent. Was, yes. Yeah, because this Nick Khan era definitely seems to be I, – I, I'm not going to totally put on the tinfoil hat as some people had and say, oh, yeah, they're, they're trying to get bought out. They might be. It, it's entirely possible. Um, and, you know, the, the excuse of uh, budget cuts – certainly lines up because you're trying to strip down the budget. Therefore Mm -hmm. your profits look higher than ever. Therefore Mm -hmm. people will be more willing to pay you more money. I get it. Uh, But the, the, you know, looking at the rest of the people who were let go shocking. Um, Buddy Murphy had been in a rather prominent role 
uh, as the disciple of Seth Rollins. Yeah. Um, you know, they, they pushed uh, this whole angle with him and Aaliyah Mysterio as star-crossed lovers and that sort of thing, but then got totally pulled out of the main roster once uh, Seth Rollins went on maternity or sorry, uh, paternity leave. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. Very weird. They they were clearly behind him to a degree because, you know, he he had NXT tag title, cruiserweight title, raw tag team title. Um, definitely a talented guy, even if I don't really believe he can cut a promo at all. Uh, I don't so, know if I've ever heard him try and cut a promo. It. It was, I mean, it, it's so hard to gauge the quality of someone's promos in the WWE cycle, but. It's true. That's true. Uh, I mean, I remember, you know, I remember his cruiserweight run. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously Blake and Murphy with Bliss down in NXT was a, was a fine, uh, uh, tag team, you mm-hmm. know, what, what, the dubstep Cowboys. I think yes. at one point. Yes. That's what they were called. Uh, <laughs> Weird ass name, considering it was an Australian guy and some random hick. Dude. Well, that wasn't their official name. That was like yeah, an yeah. IWC name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I just I, I mostly remember um, the Alexa Bliss Freddy Krueger cosplay yes. uh, situation. Yes. back then that was that was choice. Anyway, um, yeah. So Murphy, you know what what's come out of this? Some funny memes about you know the uh, Wish dot com version Kenny Omega right. or or, or right. whatever, and I don't think. Anybody, you know, who's watched both competitors would say that uh, Buddy Murphy was not trying to ape Kenny's whole moveset because it's pretty clearly obvious. Um, But again, nobody in WWE was doing those at the time. And, you know, the majority of the people I'd say who are watching WWE main roster stuff don't watch a lot of New Japan or uh, at that time, New Japan. uh, Now, AEW, that may change Mm -hmm. a little bit. But uh, in terms of Buddy Murphy, I think he could be a big star in impact. Yeah. I feel like where I would like to see him most would probably be Japan. Just have him go into the, uh, the junior division and, and spark yeah. some life into that. Yeah. Um, that, that could work. Cause you know, with, uh, Osprey moving up, they lose, you know, they lost a, a, a big, uh, big Gaijin draw there. And, and mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. buddy Murphy would clearly fill that in, uh, AEW. Sure. I mean, but he's another, you know, see, I, I don't, I don't see him moving the needle in AEW because they have so many guys yes, that are exactly. in his, in his wheelhouse. I, I, I right. don't really see like what he brings to the table because already you're going to cut out three quarters of his move set. Yeah, <laughs> it's not yeah. like he can do, you know, made from Japan's and V triggers and all this other shit because yeah. other people in the company do it. Uh, and not to say he's untalented enough where he couldn't figure out a, a new move set because of it. It's just it, it was very clear when he went solo. It was like, look at me. I watch tapes. And that was that was yeah. sort of his his move set. So I, I, I was thinking impact as well. Ring of Honor would actually do pretty well to pick him up. That's true. Yeah, forgot about ROH. Uh, I, I, I think he'd fit in very nicely there. He wouldn't be uh, available in time for the Best in the World pay per view on July 11th. I right. think their non compete is up on uh, the last day of August. Yes, if I'm not uh, if I recall yes. correctly. Which means um, if any of these people are going to AEW, they could show up in time for All, All Out, Out in Chicago. So uh, we'll have to keep an eye yeah. on that. And, and Alistair Black debut in Chicago with yes. a crowd. 
Yes. That would, would be, be massive. That would be massive. Um, He's the one I want to see in AEW most. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Well, we'll, we'll jump around him. I, I, I think Alist- Alistair was a head scratcher for me because he'd been on TV in the past two weeks. They just uh, brought him back in like yeah. a new program. Yeah. They just brought him <laughs> back and they gave him his new character and, and all these things. Um, I will say uh, Alistair, Tommy, whatever you want us to call you now, because I think he did change his handle officially to Tommy and okay. um, don't. Don't explain your creative ideas. Don't do it. Don't do <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, he should probably just stop talking, build a little mystery back up because yes. he is shattering all kinds yeah, of Yeah, he's just uh, jumping on Twitch and doing here. these Q&As and, and yeah. you know, sharing things. I will say also going online and being like in his first like post release Twitch thing, he was like, you know, the dirt sheets are bullshit. They were talking about how I was trying to go back to NXT and that's not true. And then ten minutes later he's like, well look, when I propose going back to NXT, <laughs> it's yeah. like, dude, we can <laughs> we can hear you. Also, uh Alistair is another one of those guys who had the look, Vince really liked me. He liked me a lot. And sure, yeah. You know, I'm sure he had a really lot of well. sit downs with Vince. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Look, look, every time I talked to them, he loved my ideas. He said I was super creative, which is why, you know, you weren't on TV for months on end and Yeah, why you know. why you were cleared and creative had nothing for you and yes. why you sat at home twiddling your Twitch thumbs for, for yes. months. I feel like maybe his his Twitch talk was some kind of a way to not motherfuck WWE so Zelina could get the job back there because it appears she's back at PC maybe angling or trying to get uh, Yeah, I don't know what's going on there because I would think, you know, fire me, bring me back, fire my husband would be I'm fucking bailing, but (laughs) that's that's just me, you know. I I, That's how I feel about jobs that respect or disrespect me. Um yeah, but yeah. wrestling business is different, man. Yeah, not, yeah. Uh, yeah man. It's a brotherhood, man. Yeah. Um, man. Lana, I don't foresee coming back to professional wrestling in any way. Perhaps maybe a one-off angle with Miro. But she, uh, she didn't really seem to like being in wrestling that much anyway. <laughs> yeah, I mean, she was there for a number of years. Yes. Um, and yeah. never really got super great at pro wrestling she busted her ass she tried yeah and she was a great mouthpiece for rusev sure yeah but rusev miro especially this week goddamn the promo on friday night is just like why didn't this guy get to cut promos on his own for ages um hates an (laughs) ex yeah i know um ruby riot also let go she was just at fucking wrestlemania uh, I feel really bad for Liv Morgan. If anybody has been absolutely motherfucked by the WWE, it's Liv Morgan because they can't yeah. decide what to do with her, and they just keep firing her tag partners. I know. Yeah, they're both gone now. So, yeah. woof. Um, uh, I mean, you know, Liv Morgan is attractive enough to stick around for a while and collect those paychecks until yeah. I don't think she's making the you know one point two mil that uh, Braun Strowman was making per year. So you know, eliminating a, a Liv Morgan. What do you think she's bringing in? One fifty. Two hundred. I'd say probably more. Two hundred. Two fifty. Yeah. Okay. That that that's yeah. just my guess. Um, but uh, I I think Ruby Riot or formerly Heidi Loveless. Uh, mm-hmm. she's definitely got to be someone that. If I'm AEW, I pick up the phone on because oh, no I, doubt. I think she would fit in very well in the women's division. Now, look, she came off not that long ago, double uh, shoulder surgery. So I don't know 
because it's not like she's been working big matches. I don't know right. where her work rate level is, and that's clearly more important to AEW than WWE. Yeah. So I don't know where she would fit in terms of in-ring skill, but she's a name. She's got a unique look. She's got a fan base. I she's see no reason not to I've put seen her, her. I've seen her cut some decent promos. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I think she would fit in nicely and, you know, would be another example perhaps of the um, Ty Conti, Serena yeah. Deeb, you know, you get out from underneath the thumb of WWE, holy shit, you're actually really talented type, you know, right. uh, resurgence. Um, but the most baffling one was definitely Braun Strowman. Braun Strowman was literally just in a main event for the world title, beat Goldberg last year at WrestleMania, uh, arguably was one of like the top three, four guys in the company, and he got cut. Uh, I know his knees are fucked. Uh, I know. Well, big men, that's a typical problem. True, but it doesn't help that his whole gimmick is they have him run from place to place, which really is kind of mean. Uh, I hope uh, hope Vince didn't drop a lot of money on that train sound effect. <laughs> I was because gonna say, do you that's think gonna be that's gonna be a big waste. Do, do you think he's gonna have like a little a little shitty boombox uh, at indie shows that he plays this train sound effect on? Oh, uh, um, uh, Braun Strowman on the indies, man! That I, legitimately, would be I don't think that's gonna happen. By the way. I, a Braun has such a fucking chip on his shoulder, and he's yeah. done so many interviews over the years that, like, you know, when Vince tells me he's done with me, I'm done, brother. I'm hanging up the boots. I don't think he pops back up anywhere. Really? Not even an impact or no, anywhere? No. He, I think he is in also the Ryback level of delusional as to how much he's worth. Probably. But I still feel like I'm sure Scott Demore has has shot a text message to to to, to Braun. I'm sure the conversation's been had, and then they asked him how much he wanted. Because remember, Braun never really worked indies. Braun went NXT main. He was a PC ro- guy. Yeah. yeah. Well, he was. He wasn't even really in NXT. He went PC main roster. Yeah. Got paid like crazy. Got a massive chip on his shoulder. I don't know if you remember him, you know, yelling about indie wrestlers needing to get yes. real jobs during the pandemic last year. That, that's why I was saying him on the indies would be an interesting uh, situation. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I I don't think I don't think he's he's gonna do anything on the indies. Maybe he'll pop up in our backyard and, and do a meet and greet at MCW or something. Sure. Oh, but... I'm sure. Uh, I'm sure Dan's already sent a message too. <laughs> but he's I, a good I, promoter. That's what yeah, good promoters no, do. You reach no. out to the talent. Yeah, you, you bring him in there for that, and you know you, you get yourself a cut of them them photos and the monographs yeah. and call it a day. But uh, I don't really foresee Braun go. I, honestly, I think Braun is going to be in that Drake Maverick spot of look. I know we're paying you one point two million dollars, but how about we pay you three hundred and fifty k a year, <laughs> and you get to come back. You know. Oh man, yeah, he seems like the kind of schmuck who would take that deal too. Oh yeah, because because that that's a big time brother. You got to get in there. Oh god, yeah. Either that I, or he's going to be with uh, uh, the fucking Funkadactyl or Funkasaurus on uh, Fox, on Fox News. News. Oh Jesus, <laughs> wolf, fucking wolf. Yeah, yeah. I I don't I don't care for Adam Sure. As a person, so you know, it's okay, he gets to hang out with George W. more. Oh, god, 
Yeah, that was that was an interesting tweet. Uh, man, yeah, his social media sucks. <laughs> <laughs> he sucks. All anyway, right, so who gets? I, like, know, I, don't, I don't like when people lose their jobs, but if yeah. it already happens, I'm like, eh. eh okay. I don't like when people lose their jobs either. But let's get into it. Who do you think's getting let go next? Ah, oh, man. I mean, because I, I, what is okay. very clear to me. And I think this is a completely valid thing. Look, I don't want people to lose their jobs. I can sit there and say they're making more money than ever. Why are they letting people go? What have you? I get it. I'm I'm it's it it is a broken record we've said since last year. Yeah. So let's go to the other side of it. I but think I think I think you're asking the wrong question. Right. I think the question is who is 100% not getting released? Cuz that's a shorter list. Ooh, you know I think that list is not as long as you'd think also in that short list. I I agree. I I think think you got Roman. You got the Usos. Mm -hmm. The New Day. The New Day. I cannot see Vince dropping the New Day. No. I could see Vince dropping Drew and uh, Bobbert Lasharelli in a heartbeat. I know they're the top two guys on Raw right now, but I could see him just going like, fuck it. See ya. Yeah, I mean, the way it's been going the past uh, couple months, there are very few people who, yeah. who are safe. Um, Alexa and Charlotte? I would say they're safe, yeah. I, I wouldn't call Rhea Ripley safe. No, no, not at all. Oscar maybe. Becky's definitely safe. Yeah, and Sasha. And so, yeah, the four horsewomen there. Um, who else? Uh, God, I, honestly, I could... If Vince, if oh man, it's just crossed my mind. Vince could jettison NXT. Oh, hundred percent, or at least cut it down dramatically. Because yeah, I I am I am fairly confident that a lot of these decisions were Nick Khan calls, and I'm fairly still have to get the final final go from from Vinnie Mac. Sure, but I'm fairly confident he sat down and looked at the fucking indie wrestler Pokemon collection. That Triple H has put together put together over the past few years and went, why do we have 300 fucking people on payroll? Why do we have this many people just sitting around and doing nothing? Yeah. <laughs> Here's a big one. Mm-hmm. Is Randall safe? Randall Keith Orton. I. I don't know that so. he is. Asterix being they could renegotiate his deal. That's more likely than letting go, but yeah, because I'm I'm sure he has to be, you know, top three paid. Yeah, if not number one, I'm not sure. That would be an interesting thing to see. Is Roman Reigns making more than Randy Orton right now? I, I mean, think so. If but, you count in like merch, I guess I'm yeah. sure he's he's Roman Reigns is pushing moving more merch than Randy. Uh, those RK Bro shirts are moving right now. So <laughs> I can see Zayn getting cut. 100%. Because look, if Braun can get cut, Zayn could definitely get cut. Hundred percent, yeah. What about and Kevin? Braun agreed with uh, politically with Vince McMahon? Yeah. So <laughs> Sammy what Zane, about Kevin Owens? I don't think Kevin Owens is safe. I think Seth is safe. Seth's probably safe, only because Becky's probably safe. Yeah. Although that didn't really well. Uh, Andrade asked for his release, but yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah uh, aside from that, I Ray mean, and Dominic, I guess. Oh, Ray and Dominic. Uh, yeah. Bray, definitely not safe. No, 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 no. Bray, Bray could fucking get cut right now, and they'll just act like he never existed and The Fiend was always within Alexa or some shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I could definitely see that happening. Um, Natalia, 
I don't think he'd jettison Natalia. Uh, not with uh, uh, TJ as an agent. Right. Yeah. Like, that seems uh, to be the one married couple they don't fuck with. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, and also, you know, as much as I feel like maybe Vince is like, well, I did fuck over the hearts. Significant yeah, 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 yeah. over the years. Yeah, I fucked over the hearts and he should... <laughs> He should technically be dead. So, you yeah. know what? <laughs> yeah. And we'll just keep these guys on the payroll yeah. for a bit. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to think of who else is is around. Um, I do think, to your point, 95% of NXT could get absolutely shit canned. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, we, we've talked about this. I don't see a long career on the main roster for Gargano. For Adam um, Cole? Adam Adam Cole, I think, is a better shot on the main roster than Gargano, uh, okay. personally, because I think he's a a more better a better formed character and and can you know yeah, but he's gonna Vince is gonna look at him and go, holy shit, he's five three, <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, yeah. But then you know you got your Ricochets and Ali's who are probably oh, those crossing guys their fingers hoping they get released. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> those guys could definitely be cut at, at any given moment. I uh, mean, J- Jinder Mahal apparently just came back. I could see him, you know, getting kicked out again. Yeah. Um, Edge. I mean, he's I still heard on Edge is supposed right? to be back for SummerSlam. So, I, I think because of the nature of his deal, he'd stick around just because. It's not. Well, it's not his choice. Yeah, yeah that's true. That's <laughs> if they don't want to pay him, then, yeah, then fair point. And they're going to release him from his contract, fair and he'll point. be done. Uh, oh God, what? What? Uh, what about Balor? You think Balor's safe? No, especially not now. I now, now I, that I, down I, NXT. Yeah, I I think I think Balor not only getting brought down but staying down is an indication yeah. of what they think of him. Uh, do you? Had he not been? Injury prone, do you think he'd be a main event main roster star? Or do you think they would have bung- bungled him somewhere along the they line? They would have bungled him at a point, but I think it would have been a less auspicious start. Yeah. I mean, they, they were they were going to put the Raw world title on him and have mm-hmm. it be the top guy at Raw when Raw was clearly the A show. Yeah. So they were behind him. And and I, I think he was supposed to be like, you know, the, the big positive experiment. Um, but, yeah, it's just it's just All right, so, so I, weird. I, I pulled up the uh, I pulled up the roster here. So AJ Styles, this is his last deal of that. But yeah, depending a- on how I much he's AJ getting paid. Stay. Yeah, I, I feel like uh, old Alan Jones could could get. Oh, he's a champion right now. Isn't yeah, he? yeah, it's huh? him and almost. OK, so he's safe, at least for the moment. Him and James almost. Uh, let's see. Angel Gar Angel Garza. He's yeah, peace. he's gone. <laughs> Cedric Alexander. Peace. Yeah. Uh, Damian Priest. They they might hold on the priest because I don't think he's yeah. making a lot. Right. Drew Gulak. I think they're, they'd hold on to Drew because he, he's apparently like helping coach and, mm-hmm. you know, uh, that McIntyre wouldn't be safe. Elias wouldn't be safe. War Machine, no. Yeah. Grand Metalik, no. Umbuta Carrillo, no. Jackson Riker, probably safe, sadly. <laughs> Shockingly uh, enough. <laughs> Jeff Hardy, probably making a fair uh, fair chunk of change. Yeah, and they have him fucking dr- uh, Jabba to Ali on main event. Wow. Yeah. Morrison just came back, and they just hired Oh, you know what? Wife. The Miz is probably safe. The Miz, Miz is, is undoubtedly safe. safe. He's he's really settled into the the ambassador role really really well. Right. Uh, will tow the company line. Will do whatever. Gets the movies. Has the TV show. Yeah. No. He's he's 
the Miz is one of the better commodities that WWE has. Exactly. He, which is a really for, weird statement. For as much as the conversation is about WWE. Now, the Marvel comparison, I don't think, comes from WWE. I think that's how other people have interpreted it. But, like, in, in terms of being, you know, this multimedia thing. Who the fuck is Shanky? Uh, he's part of the, uh, he's half of the former Indus Sheer, and he's with, uh, oh, okay. he's with, um, Jinder. Uh, okay. but, uh, the, the Miz is a perfect example of, oh, here's a multimedia star. Yes. From WWE that they can, you know, repackage in a dozen different ways. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. What the fuck's going on with Keith Lee? What do you think? I know he needs to stop fucking vague tweeting because he's sounding yeah. like a 14 year old girl. Yeah. Do you think it's something health wise? Do you think it's something political wise? Do you think Vince thinks he's too fat? What do you, what do you, what's I, your hypothesis here? My gut instinct is dude had COVID, dude has long haul COVID, dude has okay. breathing trouble, can't get his cardio back. Okay. That's a, that's a, yeah, that's a safe assumption. And that would explain why he's uncomfortable talking about it. It, but you know, you get fucking COVID, you get COVID, man. Yeah, you know, yeah, like yeah. it's but it's he doesn't. It's, we're still he, in a he, pandemic. It's lighting up, but we're still there. I get it, but he probably doesn't want to be the latest. I mean, look at fucking how much the internet came for Charlie Caruso both time, or was it Charlie? Whichever interchangeable uh, interview woman that wasn't Renee Young uh, yeah. that had COVID twice. Yeah. So yeah, what do you think? Uh, you think Seamus is safe? Yeah, yeah. I'd say, again, he's one of the few because he's done, you know, like movies and TV shit. So, yeah, but he's also been around a long time. So his his pay has to be up there. Yeah, they could probably renegotiate I mean, he's champion at the moment, but yeah, you know, Um, what about Cesaro? Only because they're so behind him as a big face on SmackDown right now. I think he'd be safe. Okay. All right. Owens, Corbin, probably safe. Yeah. Corbin's definitely safe. Vince McMahon thinks women love Corbin. What about the Street Profits? You think um, they could be jettisoned? I feel like they could be. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I mean, again, looking at the list of people who they've been cutting lately. That's pretty much it. Yeah. Yeah. It's. And and, and again, I, I can totally understand why as an outsider uh, trying to shore up the profits for the business. I could see why Nick Khan would start just cutting some of these people because yeah. either their contracts are huge or why do you have them under a deal? Like to your point about NXT, why do you have all of these guys who aren't going to be on the main roster? Right. What's yeah. the point? The point of NXT is supposed to be this holding tank to get these guys to a point where they're ready. And then you put them on Raw or SmackDown, and then you build up the next group. It's supposed to be this ecosystem. And it was not. for a while. Well, yeah, but now it's not. Like, yeah, literally the main event of Takeover after that three way on on Tuesday night, which was a good three way until it had the dumbass finish of Adam Cole coming out and just hitting everybody with chairs. Uh, like the the main event of Takeover is a fatal five way of Karrion Cross. Adam Cole, Kyle O'Reilly, Pete Dunne, and Johnny Gargano. And with the exception yeah. of Cross, you've named the people who will never leave NXT. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
Cross has definitely the best chance of leaving only because of his size. Yes. And, and, and he will turn into the, you know, 2021, 2022 version of, um, Alistair oh Black. not even <laughs> Alistair Black. What, what was the, the, the big guy who, uh, said all the shit on the, uh, Lars Sullivan. Lars Sullivan. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Gay for uh, pay Lars Sullivan. Yes. Uh, carrying Not Cross. anything wrong. Carrying Cross will be the next Lars Sullivan. Mark my words. He will get up there. He will shit the bed and they will act like he never existed. But Scarlet will get a push. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, no, no. She she will be lauded into obscurity for sure. Uh, yeah. It's, you know, I, I don't think they're done. Um, no, I'm sure they'll no. they'll continue coming in the in the next few weeks. More cuts are coming, <clears throat> and I'm going to make a bold statement. I was going to say a hot take, but I think it's pretty lukewarm. This time, I, I don't even. I'm going to say sooner than this time next year. After SummerSlam, I wouldn't be surprised if they combine brands again. Okay, all right, interesting. I my uh, my tepid take will be that NXT UK gets uh, the axe. Oh. <laughs> I forgot it existed. 205 Live, too. <laughs> Fucking gone. Like, if yeah. it weren't for the deals that they have for those shows individually, like, yeah. the, both of those rosters would be fucking gone. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Walter, I feel like they maybe make an offer to Walter. But Walter doesn't want to come to the U.S., so that no. that will go but, nowhere. Like, I, I can just imagine, Nick, you have 50 fucking people in a country we can't even go to. <laughs> what the fuck yeah <laughs> why do we have this who is this like, for 48 like, of them look like the same guy with different beards and hair lengths what is true. happening this is true i feel like they'd make offers to like bait and uh well dunn's nxt proper Trent but seven and, yeah, yeah only because tyler it would be a condition of tyler bates contract to, to bring along Trent seven <laughs> yeah exactly exactly <laughs> Trent Seven's going to make a great PC coach one day. It's pretty much where I'm at. <laughs> yeah. If he's not already there, at least in terms of the the PC and the UK. Um, the PC, UK PC? Yeah, yeah. Because they have yeah. one of those. NXT PC UK? Yeah. <laughs> so many acronyms. LMAO. <laughs> All right. Uh, let, let's doomsday a little less. Uh, well. To a degree. <laughs> kind of. It's also dire straits in certain respects over yes, there. Uh, the land of the rising sun. A few hours away from Dominion, which will be live on New Japan World at 5 a.m. tomorrow morning, our time. Uh, let, let's get down to brass tacks. Main event, Shingo Takagi against Kazuchiko Okada in the decision match for the IWGP World Heavyweight Championship. Awesome video, by the way. Uh, the, the VTR uh, got posted by new japan oh, for really? the show and uh it's really pushing that this is the third of an epic series so okay very right. very very well done by the truck monkeys at uh new japan pro wrestling who walks out as champ on Monday? i'm i'm trying to uh, the secret this and will it into existence that shingo takagi will become the uh iwgp world heavyweight champion i'm i'm trying trying to make it happen i'm trying to think positive and and will it Will it to happen? I'm with you. I I think the more I've sat with it, the more it's like, especially knowing that Okada's hurt. Mm-hmm. Like th- mm-hmm. this is a this is a last ditch thing of Okada making a guy before he takes some time away. Because you know what, there couldn't be a better choice for it. I I think have Shingo put him on the shelf, have Okada return for G1. Um, you know, let him rest up, and you know, 
and I recognize having Okada on the shelf sounds very scary right now for New Japan <laughs> Pro Wrestling. Yeah. But I, I, I think it's what they got to do. Well, you got Tana around. Yeah, okay? you got Tana around. You got Ibushi. You got Ibushi's you around. Got... Although I feel like Ibushi may take the L to Jeff Cobb here because yeah. with, with Osprey being away, you don't want the entire United Empire to, to, to fall into the back. So I feel like making Cobb by uh, Ibushi putting him over mm-hmm. is going to be – is a really smart choice. No, I'm with you. I'm with you. Um, And, and Shingo Cobb running back as the main event of Fuck uh, yes. a big show would absolutely rule. Um, But – yeah, I, I think uh, – oh, you have Naito up top too. You can – Yep, Naito's there. The Sonata's there. Yeah. You know. Evil's uh, there if you want to launch him back up. You know what is it's funny? Um, so the New Japan Collection app that uh, that I play, yeah. uh, the card collecting game, they changed their load screen and it's the BC this time. But there's no Kenta on the, on the BC. Uh, That's thing. weird. It's, you got fucking Fale there. It's it's Chase Owens, <laughs> Fale, um, and then you've got the God. Who else is on there? There was seven people. Oh my god! And, and I noticed uh, no, Yujiro wasn't there. Okay. Hold on, I'm loading it right now to look at it. But yeah, I, I noticed. I'm like, well, Kenta is a pretty n- notable member of the BC. And, yeah, uh, Jay White's on there. Oh, okay. It's so it's Jay White, God, Fale, uh, Haiku Leo. Um, the Crown Jewel and El Phantasmo. <laughs> Those are the seven Chase people they Owens chose. Is on there, but not Kenta. Yeah, yeah. And, and but not Kenta, not Yujiro. Um, yeah, it was it was it was weird that Haiku Leo, who really only works strong at this point, um, made this Bullet Club splash page and not uh, not not Kenta. So yeah, that was I found that odd. That is very very odd. Hmm. Oh well. Yeah. All right. Anyway. I think it's time we dig into what was probably the biggest thing of the past week. AEW double or nothing went live on Sunday night in front of a sold out crowd at Daly's place in Jacksonville, Florida. And Chris, I'm going to say it. I'm going to be the one that goes out there and says it. No one else has said anything like this. (laughs) Wrestling is back, Chris. It's back, buddy. It was. It felt good. It, it felt real good. It felt. It felt real, good. Real good. I mean, the crowd was was hot. They were into it. Uh, the it was a, a stacked lineup. Yeah. The majority of the matches delivered. Yeah, probably um, two of the best matches of the year on that show. Yeah, yeah. Hard to hard to argue. Um, it was a really really fucking good pay per view. Like I felt I felt good. I kind of had. Feelings. I remember our like chat after um, uh, All In, the first All In. Yes. Uh, and we were like, "Oh man, this is this is so refreshing. This is this gives me hope for the future." Yes. And I, I kind of had a feeling similar to that. Maybe not as strongly, but a feeling similar to that after after Double or Nothing. Yeah. Yeah. No. I I, I walked away from the show just like, man, wrestling's awesome. I can't wait to go to our wrestling show and enjoy yeah. more wrestling. Um, now look, Dynamite on Friday night was kind of a mixed bag, which we will dig into. Mm-hmm. But this show was just such a positive shot in the arm. Crowd was hot all night long, uh, and it started really huge. Chris, did you get a chance to go back and watch Serena Deeb? I didn't. Oh, my God, dude. I, w- I will do that, though. I forgot. Uh, legitimately, this blew away, let's call it three quarters of the main show. 
Um, Deeb and Riho ruled. Deeb went from subtle heel in the match to full fucking heel for the finish. It was amazing. The finish of the match, since you didn't see it. uh, I did see the finish. I only caught like the last two minutes of the match. Yeah, Deeb fucking smashing Riho's leg into the canvas so she could get the serenity lock on. Absolutely fucking ruled. Uh, I, I loved it. The crowd losing their mind over it made me so happy. It was so goddamn good. Um, but uh, in the interest of time, I don't think we're going to go like every single match recap. But uh, the the main event, uh, not the main event, the opening match of the main card, rather. Uh, Hangman Page, Brian Cage also absolutely ruled. I adored that match. Yeah, low-key banger. Uh, great way to start out the, the show. I figured they would start with the tag match. But yeah. um, I, Cage and Page really fucking tore it down, man. Uh, it was kind of a bruiser match. There was a brawly uh, sort of thing going on there. and uh, But, you know, still with the high spots and, and crazy strength spots. Those two work really, really well together. And, um, you know, I feel like there may be more between them coming up at some yes. point. But, yeah. Um, but yeah, very, very much enjoy them beating the shit out of each other for our enjoyment. Yes, very, very. Very good. You mentioned the tag match that was up second. Young Bucks defending against John Moxley, Danny Kingston. I thought this was going to be a Styles clash, but instead it turned into basically all four guys doing homage spots to their favorite wrestlers yeah, and much. calling it a tag match. Everything from uh, John Moxley basically going full Sandman during the entrance uh-huh. and drinking a yep. fan's beer and smashing it against his head to Eddie Kingston shouting out all four of the pillars of All Japan Pro Wrestling mm-hmm. to uh, I think Nick Jackson Nick. was doing the Randy Savage point yep. and walk. Fucking Matt Jackson did uh, the the fake uh, babyface hot tag that Super Dragon used to do, which made me so happy to see. Yeah. Um, I just th- this was an incredible match. I thought for sure this was not going to work, but it ruled so hard. And uh, the finish of the Bucks absolutely murdering John Moxley with BTE triggers was a great way to wrap it up. Yeah, it was a great way to wrap it up and a great way to take uh, Mox off of uh, TV for a bit to to go for a little paternity leave because it looks like uh, Renee's due to pop any moment now. Yes. Um, so so yeah, I, I I really enjoyed the match. I don't think I did as much as everybody else because apparently that, that was most people's match of the night. Yeah. Um, but I didn't even think it was close between that and the triple threat. The triple threat, which we'll get to in a second, was my match of the night. Yes, that was my match of the night, and then I ha- it was like one one a. I had the Bucks tag. As much as I enjoyed Page Cage, uh, it, it was like that, you know, 1-1-A-2. One, one, um, Jungle Boy won the Casino Battle Royale. The surprise Joker ended up being Leo Rush, which... It's a fun surprise. Fun surprise. We didn't even consider him as a possibility. No. Um, what I did really kind of like uh, uh, about that was that the finish came down to, you know, a vet in Christian really putting over Jungle Boy strong. Um, yes. The Battle Royal itself was kind of there. It was you a know, Battle Royal. It, it you know. just was what it was. Uh, the other note it means worth, to an end is yes. what it was. The other note worth mentioning, Re Leo Rush, is that he's actually signed to New Japan Pro Wrestling and he's being lent to AEW by New Japan. So there you go, Re, the whole New Japan WWE thing. Yeah. Yeah, there's that too. Uh, and he, he's apparently allowed to to work AEW and MLW, mm-hmm. but uh, New Japan 
I guess strong the 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 LA Dojo side of things get first uh first what is was called first choice of a, of a denial or whatever it is yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, something like whatever that. they can they can uh, they can cancel or say you can't do this date because it conflicts with the New Japan date um, so yeah I mean like we mentioned earlier with Buddy Murphy Leo Rush hopefully when he's able to mm-hmm. go back over and uh, breathe some life into the junior division uh, give me fucking Leo Rush and Despy right now and I'm hell I'm for yeah. hell yeah. Best of the Super Juniors this year could be fucking hot if they yeah. bring some people over. Um, it'll be next year because they already did it this year. Oh, you know what? Fair point. Uh, shots in arms, Japan. Shots in arms. Let's let's yeah. get it going. Um, the less said about this match, I think, the better. Uh, Cody Rhodes against Anthony Agogo. Y- you so had and a miss. Yeah, had lightning in the bottle as a possibility there, folks. Did after they? all of <laughs> after all of the pop and circumstance of the intro, Agogo hit the uh, the body shot. Down went Cody. If you had the three count there, people yeah. would have lost their fucking mind. Instead, it went as a full match. Agogo. It's funny. Alvarez and Meltzer on on Wrestling Observer Radio uh-huh. did not think Agogo looked good. I thought Agogo looked great. I thought he looked pretty good. I thought he, I thought he held his own with Cody. I yeah, mean, and I thought his know. frog splash was really nice, too. Yeah, well, and I think it's a shoot rib injury he's working with as well. So, yeah. you know, to fact to go and do a frog splash off the top uh, with a rib injury um, was, you know, impressive. Uh, yeah, I thought he looked good. But, you know, again, if you have somebody – and this is kind of leads into Dynamite as well. If you have somebody with knockout power – Mm-hmm. They look like a shoot moron if they don't just go for a knockout punch yes. uh, right off the bat. Yes. Yes. 100% agreed. And instead, we get the American homelander, Cody Rhodes, hitting a vertebraker <laughs> on Anthony Gogo for the finish. And I'm just yeah. like, what? what? Why? Why? And Because Cody think, books the show yeah, and he wants to go over yeah. on the big return pay-per-view. He's That's a, why. He's a special boy. Yeah. Um, and, and I think this cast a parlor, which went over the, the next two matches, because you had Miro against Lance Archer, which was a really fun match that felt like the crowd didn't entirely get into. Uh, well, they only gave it 10 minutes also. like with, I was know. fine with it being 10 minutes because, you know, as as I've said, when you got two big, beefy dudes having them yeah. just bash each other quick, I'm cool with. Okay. Um, Miro yeeting the snake, quote unquote, snake was amazing yeah. also. Um, I feel like it, it could have benefited from another three to five. But I will say the the finish being clean as a sheet kind of surprised me because I thought there'd yeah. be a little more shenaniganry to build to a rematch. Not to say they can't do a rematch, but I, I was expecting more of one. But it also helps truly establish game over because you know you put you you, you throw True. Darby in that and it's not as impressive. You throw Lance Archer in an arch and pun intended arch and back, yeah. then it's a little more impressive. So. So yeah, that that helped that. Um, but yeah, I mean, I love Miro looking strong. So it's at the expense of Lance Archer. Archer can bounce back eventually. Um, not sure who did they get into the who the next? Uh... Well, he's going to be defending against Evil Uno. Oh, that's next right. Week on that's Dynamite. right. So yeah, we got that going on. Um, after that, we had the Women's World Championship. Britt Baker finally gets crowned, defeating Hikaru Shida. Kind of the inverse of the Miro match. You know, you said Miro and Lance could have used some, a few more minutes. This yeah. could use a few less. Uh, it wasn't yeah. super long. It was 18 minutes long. But 
you know, could have shaved a few off, I think. Yeah, it, it got a little long in the tooth, but it really fired up at the end. Yes. Uh, some really good false finishes and, you know, Rebel with her crutch and all that uh, all that crap and distractions. Uh, it was a little distracty, but, you know, it was still really, really good and the right person won. So yes. I can't be mad. Yes. Then we had Darby Allen and Sting against Scorpio Sky and Ethan Page. I'm going to make possibly a controversial comparison. Sting in this okay. match was like Hogan at WrestleMania 18. For one moment, the magic was there. Yeah. I, I, mean, I don't know how sustainable this will be. Right. But this was perfectly booked. It made Sting look like a star. It put over Ethan Page huge. Yep. And, uh, you know, I think Darby really enjoyed being caught by a bunch of extras instead of, you know, chairs in front of 60 people during an Evolve show no one watched. Right. Yeah. I do love the uh, the, the yeet of uh, Darby out the ring. That's always fun to watch, uh, despite his possible for injury there. But uh, but yeah, I think it was kind of the perfect storm of Sting booking. You had him pick his spots, li- you know, pun intended, literally. And you had the return of the crowd who was who was hot for it. So it was kind of everything lined up um, convergent convergence wise. And uh, it worked out really, really well. Yeah. Uh, really, I came out of this match wanting a Darby Allen Ethan Page one on one match. The the moment where uh, both Darby and Page were in submission holds mm-hmm. and they started gouging each other's eyes and slapping mm-hmm. each other's faces, that yeah. rolled. <laughs> like yeah. I, I want that match quite badly. Uh, yeah, well, I'm sure they'll get to it at some yes. point soon. Uh, then we had Kenny Omega defending against Orange Cassidy and Pac. Uh, this either you absolutely loved, like I think both of us did, or you mm-hmm. hated the overbooking of the finish. I feel like the overbooking of the finish was just right. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, there was a lot going on in the match, but yes. it's a triple threat match with technically two heels and a super white hot baby face. Yes, so, and, and what I loved was this wasn't the traditional WWE style triple threat right. match where one guy gets knocked down yes. and two guys <laughs> work spots. That's Everybody one of your kept pet peeves. getting involved. <laughs> yeah. Everybody kept being part of like it, it felt very locomotion at times, which is something I love when it just feels like spots bounce into spots, but bounce into spots like it, it. I know for some people it may feel over choreographed at that point, but I I thought this was great. And I really kind of liked the finish of Omega hitting people with all four of the belts. Yeah, that was that was funny. Uh, yeah, I mean, I was texting with Mark about this the day after the pay-per-view. I'm like, and, and it may be recency bias, but I feel like that may be one of my favorite triple threats of all time. I it, mean, it's certainly I, I, up there for me. I love all three competitors. They work really well together. Tons of reversals, tons of shitty, um, you know, trying to uh, outsmart and throw each other out of the ring to steal a pin sort of thing from all competitors. Even yes. the face did that. Yes. Um, and it, it was... It was just so much fun. Breakneck speed. It was, it was for me, it was, you know, just what I wanted. Yes. Um, would I have liked, uh, would I have accepted Pac or OC winning? Shit. Yeah. Yeah. Am I happy with Kenny winning? Shit. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it was, it was a win, win, win. Uh, any, anyway, this match panned out. And, uh, I think, like I said, it was my, it was my match of the night. I enjoyed that more than anything else. So I'm going to go ahead and guess, by the way, uh, for fighter fest, the deal is going to be that uh, Orange Cassidy held on to that secondary world title contract that he was given by Don Callis and Kenny Omega ah. and signed the match himself. So oh, that's, that's what I think is going to happen. Smart. Smart. Yes. 
Because AEW is very good for the most part, with the exception of the magical disappearing shack, that if something <laughs> happens on screen, it comes back later. Uh, <laughs> uh, I forgot then, about uh, the disappearing shack. That's <laughs> a lot of beef to trans, uh, teleport. It is. It is. Well, you know, he is uh, Shazam or Kazam Shaz- or whatever. Kazam? Kazam, Kazam, right? Yes. Was it Shazam? No, Shazam's Shazam. Chuck is, is Chuck, Chuck is Shazam. It's Shazam. Kazam. Yeah, Kazam. But not he was not. Uh, He's also Steel. Yeah, Steel. That was it. Oh man, Wolf. Yes. Uh, then your main event was Stadium Stampede, the Inner Circle against Pinnacle. This is just a big feel good, you know, crazy ridiculous brawl with some comedy spots, and it was not as fantastic and fun as absurd. it wasn't as absurd yes um although you did have uh sean spears in the moody chair room which i cracked up at i thought that was ridiculous the production team at least made sean spears look like a badass for 15 seconds so cheers to you guys for pulling that off because that that looked pretty cool uh but then was he running really weirdly on purpose or is that just the way he runs (laughs) I have no idea. I, I know what he mean, was though. being chased by like the the inner circle security guards on motorcycles. Like, Why is he running like that? <laughs> the inner circle security guards on motorcycles. By the way, like those those uh, uh, Guinness award winning fat twins on the little bikes. <laughs> Sean Spears was running like uh, child. Uh, kid Forrest Gump at the beginning when he still has his braces on <laughs> before he runs and, br- and breaks the braces. Like, that's how Sean Spears is running. Like, why are you running like this, yeah. dude? What is wrong with you? I, I will say the idea of going from the pre-taped match to uh, a live finish was really clever. Um, yes. Uh, and and it felt like, you know, as a whole, it was a symbolic, like, closing a chapter of cinematic matches into, you know, back in front of the fans. Uh, yeah. So, to, just, so to that just point, to hear everybody sing Judas. Yeah, you know? yeah. And Sammy got the big pin, so you know, big, big push on Sammy there, which I'm certainly all about. I, I, I thought it was a feel good end of the show. Um, it was exactly what it needed to be. And then we had Dynamite this week, uh, mm-hmm. which was interesting. Uh, a clearly what they learned from last week was everyone turns off the show at eleven, so yeah. everything important happened before eleven. Um, but, uh, show kicked off with bucks against Pac and Penta L zero M. Um, very, very good match as you would expect with those guys, but it was sort of a house showy tag match from them. It it was not, you know, the, the most, uh, the most awe inspiring, incredible match. I did like the double mask bit with Penta. Yes. Uh, Yeah. Basically, Nick went to do the uh, mask removal, which is how they ended up beating Pac and Phoenix previously. But Penta had a second mask underneath. I thought that was clever. Um, but uh, Brandon Cutler causes the finish. And uh, after the match, uh, the Bucks keep beating down Pac and Penta. And here comes Eddie Kingston to uh, yeah. to make the save. So uh, Interesting. Because, you know, there is history there between... Uh, you know, uh, the death duo and, and, and Eddie. Yeah. And of course the history between the bucks and Eddie that is, you know, continuing on. So yeah, it makes sense. It leads to a fun six man match coming up this week. Um, mm-hmm. so I'm, uh, I'm for it. And then, uh, Mark Henry came out, uh, to do an interview with Tony Schiavone. Uh, we forgot to mention Mark Henry making his su- surprise debut oh, yeah. at double or nothing. He's going to be, uh, an analyst on rampage. That's the new show starting in August. Um, 
really for me the bigger shock is Mark Henry, who is like uh, a or was an A number one company man for WWE, being brought over because also Mark Henry is a talent scout for WWE. Like that well, to me is was. the real like <laughs> he's like the real uh or, or or that facet of him is like the real win for AEW because he brought yeah. them Bianca he brought them Tay Conti he I, I I think he brought them Leo like he's brought them a lot of great talent over the years, um, but uh, now he gets to do that for AEW. Well, and. I didn't know this until it was pointed out in the Observer that his contract was up and WWE decided to not renew. Yeah. He got an offer from AEW, then went back to Vince and was like, "Hey, can you match this?" Uh, and Vince said no, so <laughs> he signed with uh, with AEW. So good for yeah. you, Mark. I mean, you know, yeah. make paid, your money. Mark. He's still a viable name. Yeah. Uh, he looks fantastic. I don't know how many pounds he dropped. Yeah, he looked, he looked really good on Friday. Uh, for him. Wearing that salmon colored shirt, which made me happy. <laughs> made me real happy, especially because he said he's got a lot left in the tank. So uh, Yeah, and I, I'm sure it'll be like a big show thing that at one point he'll get have a match or a program, you know, maybe on a, a big pay-per-view to put somebody over or something like yeah. that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't see him participating weekly in, in, in ring stuff, not like a Christian sort of thing. No, but this, this no, segment no. was interrupted he didn't really get to say much before yeah. Vicky Guerrero comes out um, and does her bit and introduces her new acquisition to AEW. And out comes Andrade El Idolo yes. to no music. No music. And, and and I think the thing that blew it was Vicky's delivery was real awkward. Like, it it didn't yeah. sound like she was introducing really anyone. Like, I know she was saying, like, oh, it's a third generation talent and all these things. And just the way she said it wasn't like the traditional like diction of, you know, my new acquisition, blah, blah, blah. Like the crowd was like, what the fuck did she just say? Like it wasn't yeah. it wasn't the oh, my God, she just said that it was literally I didn't catch that. Can you? <laughs> yeah. Can you, repeat then, that? you know, then here he comes out and uh, OK, he's coming out. Where's the music? There's no music. OK, no music. I just guess you're just looking for a crowd reaction. But like you said, the crowd was kind of confused before they yeah. caught an eye of who exactly it was. Then there was a bit of a pop and, you know, Excalibur did his best to put him over. Yes. <sighs> Fucking Jim Ross. Yeah. Did not practice or rehearse how to say Andrade El Idolo. Uh, <laughs> so that happened. Yes. Um, and then. And I am man on, enough to admit I'm going to botch it. So I'm just going to keep calling him Andrade. <laughs> Well, that's fine. I mean, you know, we call Penta El Cerro Miedo Penta. So, yeah. you know, it's it's, it's, a sh it's a shorthand. Uh, yes. But in terms of, I guess, legal name being used, yeah. it, you know, has to be Andrade El Idolo. But, uh, but he looked great. He looked he like a million bucks. Looked great. Great suit. But and he cut a cut a, a promo in English. Yeah. And he sounded it great. Sounded good. Yeah. So what the fuck, Vince? Yeah. Well, <laughs> twofold. What the fuck, Vince? Also, why do we need Vicky? <laughs> well, yeah, I know. I mean, yeah, no, I don't know. I don't, I mean, I don't know shit, what I was going to say You could have just there. had Mark Henry say, look, you know, I'm, I'm here to do commentary, but I'm also a hell of a talent scout. Boom. Yeah. There it is. Yeah. There it is. Christ, Jesus. Yeah, there it is. My issue with it was, okay, so it's already been announced, not on AEW, obviously, but it's been announced that Kenny Omega is defending the AAA Mega Championship against Andrade at Triple Mania. Right. So why wouldn't you have Andrade make his debut by attacking Kenneth Omega? 
my guess is it's because that's not the direction they're going right now. And also, it looked like Kenny's hand is all taped up. I didn't notice that. Okay. Yeah, when they when they did the backstage promo with uh with him and Don Callis, his, it looked From like the maybe WWF Livewire Studio. Yes, because he had uh, he had his two uh, he had his um, pointer and his index or middle uh, middle yeah. yeah his index and his middle taped together. So yeah. I, I guess maybe he broke a finger or something. Maybe, I thought he was just gonna put Don in the uh, mandible claw. Yeah, that you was. know that's fair. That's fair. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely could have <laughs> happened. Um, but I I I thought you know. Uh, Andrade is a is a great pickup. Big asterisks on this though. I don't know if you heard this. Um, Wrestling Inc. reported this yesterday. Hmm. Apparently, Andrade's deal includes limited creative control on finishes. Interesting. That's some WCW shit right there. And oh, I'm sure uh, Ric Flair talked him into that shit. Well, my understanding is, is it's because he wants to maintain his ability to be a draw in Mexico. Okay. So I, mean, I kind of get it. But at the same time, that is fucking fire you're playing with, Tony Khan. Well, it has to be a conversation and not just an edict. You know, you have to have you have to talk it over, weigh the the pros and cons of these things. No pun intended cons uh, of these things. And, you know, it can't be like, no, I'm not jobbing to Lance Archer. And he's yeah. like, well, you know, if, if, if this happens, you know, it's going to hurt, you know, my drawing ability there. And can we do this instead? It has to be a back and forth and not just uh, flat out. No, fuck you. I'm not coming out sort of thing. Yeah. I feel like he's smart enough to be able to to do that i don't know we'll yeah. we'll see how that pans out i didn't know that that's interesting yeah yeah it, it makes me a little wary i, I like andrade i think he's going to be in the mix of guys uh real quick i think he's going to be a top star for them but definitely a little uh a little concerned also no aew official t-shirt yet i thought you guys were a t-shirt company come on yeah <laughs> come on we're recording they this at 11 o'clock on sunday like yeah. fucking where's the t-shirt guys yeah, he got the he got the all elite uh, tweet. So yeah. that's that's for real. But he the music really fucking. I I did see it, it was done as a gag, but it kind of it kind of worked for me. Somebody I posted online. It was like, oh, you know, I can't believe Tony Khan threw out a shelled out the money for that theme, and they dropped in fucking smooth by Santana and Rob Thomas, <laughs> and it kind of fucking works. <laughs> Uh, I mean, gimmick wise. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, please. Let's, let's fucking make that happen. I mean, that song, an undeniable smash hit. I mean, yes. nobody, it was, it's it was got a good intro too. For, like just have that. <laughs> yeah, like fucking people will go nuts for that shit. Fuck like, yeah. I'll, I'll pop for that. I'll pop for smooth by Santana and Rob yeah. Thomas. Let's fucking go, yeah, man. Let's do the thing. Um, <laughs> <laughs> then, as the angle continues to be told in reverse, uh, QT Marshall and Anthony Agogo went against Cody Rhodes and Lee Johnson. The finish was Anthony Agogo knocking out Cody Rhodes when he went for the uh, crossroads, crossroads on, on. QT Marshall. QT. QT gets the clean pin. Um, not only did QT get the pin, but then he started yelling with a microphone, which from he started yelling with a microphone at the commentators for some reason, which gave us a perfect view of how bad his hair is. Um, <laughs> and I say this as a balding gentleman, yeah. uh, real, real bad QT, just fucking shave it all off. 
you're so close. You're like three quarters of the way there. Just yeah. boom, take the top off. Um, I had two complaints here, which is one, a go-go getting uh, a knockout on Cody pri- or, or after their Post, match. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Also, Cody getting up eventually from the knockout punch. He should have been fucking stretchered out. Yeah. You would yeah, think or at least a guy who there. loves his dramatics would be like, we got to stretcher yeah. me out. But no. Uh, yeah, makes you wonder how much he's really interested in putting over a go-go here, you know? <laughs> we had the Inner Circle Celebration, which was just a promo train that mostly made me go, oh, shit, they're not actually done with the pinnacle yet. God damn it. Well, there's also that and the fact that Jake Hager still doesn't know how to use a microphone, but, uh, you know, he's not that bright. Yes, he wants to do a MMA cage fight with Wardlow, and Jericho says he wants uh, a match with MJF. I really thought that they were going to go full old school and Jericho challenges him to a uh, scaffold match because, of course, Jericho's thrown off the top of the cage by uh, Yeah. Lion's Den match. Yeah. But I, I, I just I, – I want Proud and Powerful and Sammy to call on other things and it's clearly not going to happen. Yeah. And we've yet to get a Sammy versus MJF match, have we? We Am haven't. Missing? Yeah. I mean that feels like – after that was the whole crux of Sammy leaving and then all that of the pinnacle being formed couldn't have and, and never got paid off. So, yeah. you know, I'm glad that uh, Sammy got the win over Sean Spears because, you know, anytime Sean Spears loses, I smile. But um, but yeah, it, it's yeah. PMP really need to <laughs> to do to, to do their own thing at this point. Then we clearly hit our number two as the, sh- as the star power of the show dropped like a lead balloon. And that's no offense to uh, the face team here, but it's just honestly true. We had uh, Jungle Boy and Christian Cage against Private Party. Unsurprisingly, uh, Jungle Boy gets the win. It looks like we're building to Matt Hardy versus Christian in the year of our Lord 2021. Yeah, that's a that's a choice. That's certainly a choice. Uh, we had a promo with Taz saying that Hangman Page got lucky, so he challenged Page to team up with a member of Dark Order to go against Brian Cage and Powerhouse Hobbs. Um, okay. Which uh, we found out later is going to be Page and 10 against Team Taz. Okay. Uh, Britt Baker had her championship celebration with the weirdest mixture of AEW talent possible. Yeah, it was what? TH2, Nyla Rose, Vicky uh, Guerrero. Yeah. Uh, Serpentico and Luther. Yeah, Chaos Project. Uh, and uh, Pretty Peter Avalon's crew. With, oh, uh, the Wingmen. Yes, with uh, Nick Nemeth and uh, J.D. Drake. Cesar Bononi. Yes, very, very yeah. weird mix. Um, this really just built to what looks to be the first challenger for Brit, which is Nyla Rose. Uh, and and I enjoyed the way that she did it. It wasn't the typical like brawl. It was, I'm just going to fuck up your party. And uh, then Look. the tweet of Robble Robble Bitch after was really <laughs> Wait, a, good. A great fucking tweet, I will say. However, the heat, if she's supposed to be the baby face here, it's the exact opposite for yes. me. Because you do not waste a tray of Big Mac sandwiches in that disrespectful manner. How dare you, Nyla Rose? I am personally offended uh Britt baker uh th- as kind as she was put out that fantastic spread of big mac sandwiches okay G- granted tony khan didn't give her the ability to say that they were big mac sandwiches no, no they were burgers she they were just she burgers. tweeted that she got all these uh free big mac tickets from uh from mcdonald's earlier in the day so clearly and if you are a, a, a connoisseur of fine uh dining establishments fine big macery 
fine big macaroni as I am, you could tell that that is two all beef patty, special sauce, lettuce, cheese, pickles, onions on a sesame seed bun. Accurate. Clearly a Big Mac. Yes. A delicious delicacy found world over. Mm-hmm. And Nyla Rose, what does she do? She takes the tray of Big Macs, topples it over, throws them out of the ring all willy-nilly, wastefully. There are starving people in Jacksonville, I'm sure. In that crowd, because some of those crowd shots looked real rough. Well, that's the meth. I mean, the meth's going to do that. It's Jacksonville. (laughs) Well, at least give them a Big Mac to gum on. I mean, yeah, it's sustenance. It's not going to go bad. You leave it sitting (laughs) out for a couple days, it's still going to look like a Big Mac. So the, the fact that you're going to waste a, a tray of Big Macs in such a disrespectful manner, I take umbrage to it, Nyla Rose. I take umbrage to it. How dare you? Good day, ma'am. Good I day. Good day. The Roughhouse Podcast is a weekly podcast fueled by coffee, pizza rolls, and the stench of dirty litter boxes. Follow Christoph and Marty on Twitter at RoughhouseSGW, at Facebook.com slash The Roughhouse Podcast, and at Patreon.com slash The Roughhouse Podcast for early access to episodes, exclusive podcasts, Roughhouse Redos, and Roughhouse Divided movie trivia games. New episodes drop every single Monday on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn, and wherever you find your favorite podcasts. Subscribe, motherfuckers! This is the, the Rough, House, Rough Pod- House, uh podcast with Justin and Kristoff. That's it. Fuck Kristoff. He's terrible with his information. Okay. Hey, this is The Rock. Shut your mouth, jabronis, and listen up, because this is the Rough House podcast with Marty and my least favorite man on the planet, Kristoff. The preceding presentation was brought to you by The Realm Network. Oh, hi! Didn't notice you there. My name's Farmer Brown. These days, everyone's concerned as to what's going into their diet. People like farm-fresh goods and produce. But have you ever thought to yourself, hmm, I wonder what's going up my ass? That's why I introduced to you Farmer Brown's line of locally sourced sex toys in my new shop, From Farm to Butthole. At Farm to Butthole, you're not going to find chemically-laden lubes and things that can cause a UTI. Oh, no, sir. Farmer Brown uses all-natural soy milk, cow's cheese, and goat tears to properly grease up that hole of yours. From farm to butthole, each one of our dildos is hand-whittled from fresh northern Colorado mahogany, so you can sleep soundly knowing that you had a nice, natural rogering of your A-hole, V-hole, or your M-hole. Farmer Brown's from farm to butthole. Lord knows what those anal beads are made out of that you're stuffing up your grocery pipe. Well, have you ever tried some farm-fresh cranberries strung with a nice sarsaparilla root? Well, you're going to find that at Farmer Brown's from farm to butthole. Locally sourced, organic, and good for you. And your butthole. At my shop, you don't have to worry about latex or all kinds of silicone condoms. Nope. What we like to do is take an acorn tip and put it on the head of your shit. That's right. It's an acorn condom. Fits right on the head perfectly. Hurts like a motherfucker. Farmer Brown's from farm to butthole. Take a handful of nature. Stuff it up your ass. 